Praise the Lord. You may be seated in his presence. We thank God for you. Praise team. Wow. What a um, apropos appropriate song. Uh, even as I've heard that the man of God here, the set gift in this house, has been sharing with you the significance and the importance of the Holy Spirit. Uh, we do uh, honor in his absence, uh, Pastor uh, David Johnson. God bless you. His lovely wife, uh, Nedra. Uh, we do honor you, Apostle Ruby Johnson, and uh, of course, Destiny Generation. Uh, we appreciate you inviting me here to uh, make an impartation and to share a gift and to put another line on what pastor has already been sharing. Another line. The scripture says line upon line, uh, precept upon precept. Here a little, here, here's some more coming. Here's some more coming. Let me say before we uh, talk about uh, the Holy Spirit and kind of add on what uh, pastor has already been sharing. And I wanted to say bishop and I'm going to say bishop right now. Because I just moved into the prophetic and I heard Bishop. And so I'm saying Bishop Johnson right now. I'm saying Bishop Johnson. Can you say that? Bishop Johnson. I know, I know I'm scaring you with that, but Bishop Johnson. Amen. Now, you know that God, when he speaks, um, we think he's speaking now. When he says right now, and right now could be 30 years later. Amen. Hallelujah. Because he's speaking from eternity into our time that he created. And so the, the only reference point we have many times is the time factor that he's given to us. Uh, but certainly he's speaking from an eternal perspective. Uh, but uh, we certainly declare that prophetically now. But let me just say that the underpinning, the foundation of, uh, and, and thank you, uh, Robert. This is my uh, pastor's aide for coming and assisting me today. Um, the underpinning, the foundation of anything that has to do with Christ or have to do with the kingdom it has to come from the basis the foundation the root system of faith somebody say faith now the scripture says faith is the substance of things hoped for uh, and the evidence of things not seen all right and in the sixth verse of hebrew 11 it says now without faith it's impossible to please him he that comes to god must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him listen to me if you want to please God, you have to live by faith and walk by faith. This is what it says in Romans 1.17. This is what it said in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7. In the Hebrews account, other associated scriptures, time and time again, God is speaking and he's saying to us that uh, the virtue that uh, is my very DNA is faith. The very essence of who I am is faith. So you believe me. You believe me. And the truth of the matter is that God is always looking for someone to believe in him. Because then he can begin to usher into the earth. In a sense, somebody says, heaven coming to kiss our earth. Amen. And uh, begin to show himself strong on behalf of the humanity that he has created. Are you here today? And so it's significant and important that we realize that as we talk about the Holy Spirit and then even his gifts and such, uh, that you understand and realize that faith is the driving force and factor Faith will realize what we desire. Yes, yes. Amen. Amen. Um, the Holy Spirit, let me say, we know is the third person of the Trinity. Um, we do believe um, in uh, the Trinity. That is three persons um, in one God or one God displaying himself in three personalities. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, the church at large, they have no issue with the Father. Of course not. The Son, all right? He's the Savior of the Lord. But, but the Holy Spirit, he's a spooky, he's a spooky fella. The Holy Spirit is spooky. Um, you know, all this tongue talking and, you know, I, I see something over you. And, uh, you know, the gifts are in operation. And it, it, um, it, it um, lifts itself from the uh the norm the natural the common the tangible uh the the human sense realm okay and uh and therefore uh, we can't touch it we can't we can't control it you see we can't um 
um, uh, we, we, we can't manage it. It's, it's beyond our reach, you see. And what we need to realize is that faith begins to catapult us from our limitation, from the terminal to the eternal. Amen. Amen. Let me say that again. Right. Is that faith Amen. begins to push us beyond the comfort of normalcy and the comfort of our humanity and begin to transport us from our terminal, you know, just um, our our chronos uh, season, our chronos day, all right, where we count off, well, today's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one, two, three, four, A, B, C, D. Okay, I can project, I can forecast because after C comes D. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. After one, there's going to be two. But faith begins to take you out of that world, out of that mold, into the eternal. And so now you're out on air. There is no normal support anymore because now faith has is, is, got you into the world of God, the world of the Holy Spirit. And so now um, all that you are, you are trusting and depending on God to do. Now, uh, we are a, um, a trichotomy uh, a creature. Um, we have a spirit. Um, we are spirit, excuse me. We have a soul. We live in a body. And in that order, because <clears throat> God has got an order. You can't flip the script. Uh, if you do, it's actually demonic. Because uh, when Adam and Eve were, was in the garden, they were spiritual beings having a soul with a body. Okay, anybody? Y'all with me here? When the devil came, caused him to doubt. Um, and and, uh, and uh, in that doubt, distrust, having no more faith in God and the word uh, that he administered to them of every tree. You can eat, but not of this tree. This tree, the tree of knowledge, bearing the fruit of what? Good and evil. Don't eat from that tree. Now, we're not talking about garden as if you go in your backyard garden. Because uh, when, you, when you really study this out, the garden, uh, actually, uh, Eden were, was kind of, you know, um, quite a few miles uh, um, in north, south, east, and west. Uh, some would project, you know, a thousand miles, thousands of miles. Then there was a garden that was huge right in Eden. So all these trees, all of these animals, okay, name the animals, uh, eat from every tree. But of this tree, don't eat from it. The devil then comes and he begins to plant doubt in Adam and Eve. Uh, did God say, let me tell you something, let me tell you something about God. He ain't going to tell you everything. So, 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 so he knew if you ate from this tree, you're going to be just like God. You're going to be just like God. Now here comes the doubt. Here comes the distrust. Hello, we're still in the faith world. Here comes the lack of faith in God. Now, you don't trust God anymore. Because you're looking at another option. You're looking at another God. You're looking uh, at yourself to substitute God. My Lord, I wish I had one person in the church. And so um, that's why I said before that um, anything that uh, isn't spirit first is demonic. Because as soon as they ate from the forbidden fruit, uh, the, um, the script was flipped. They're no longer spiritual beings. Now they're a soul man, okay, yeah. having a spirit with a body. Yeah. All right. And so now their sense realm is leading the way, not the spirit. Why? Because yes. the spirit yes. has been darkened by sin. Yes. Yes. Here comes Jesus to flip the script again. Yes. Yes. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord, I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, setting a foundation before we get into the teaching of the Holy Spirit, which your pastor wants me to teach. Is that now when I accept Jesus Christ, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man or any person, should I say, is in Christ Jesus, he or she becomes a new creation, a new creature. King James Version says, all things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. What are the old things passed away? It is the nature of sin. It is that dark nature that's gone now. You're no longer a sinner. 
um, and uh, saved by grace and using that to excuse yourself to continue to sin. No, I was a sinner. I was saved by grace. And now, according to the same chapter, the latter portion of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, now I am the righteousness of God in Christ. Come on, clap for that. Clap for that. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Say that. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And so um, I am being led by the spirit of Christ now. I'm being those that are led by Romans chapter 8, the spirit of God. They're what? They're sons of God. Uh, you, you're adopted. You're in the beloved. You're in the family. God says, that's my son. That's my daughter who's allowing my spirit to guide them and not their soul. All right. Spirit is pneuma is the breath of God, the breath of God. So every time you allow the spirit of God to lead you and guide you, it is God, his spirit breathing upon you. John 20, Jesus uh, breathed on his disciples and said, receive ye, I think it's John 20, receive ye the Holy Spirit. Okay. Then later on, he says in um, the uh, Acts account, one in eight hour Acts account. All right. Uh, one in eight uh, of the promise of the father. When he comes, he's going to do you, empower you, dynamite you. To be a witness unto him is going to begin at home first and then is going to swell out. All right. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and what the uttermost parts of the world. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is saying, I'm trying to make you all fat cats now. Come on. I'm trying to make you fat cats. You can't um, you can't um, uh, remain where you are in Jesus because Jesus is always swelling you up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And um, and so um, we must be then led by the spirit of God. Say, I must be led by the spirit. I must be led by the spirit. Now, uh, we want to talk about how the spirit of God is for every believer. The spirit of God is for every believer. The spirit of God is for every believer. If you're a believer, <clears throat> then um, you should receive the baptism of the the um, the second work of of the Holy Spirit. The first work of the Holy Spirit, and we'll get through some scriptures. I promise I'm going to get to some teaching. I'm going to try to teach like your pastor and just go point for point. <laughs> and uh, John back there just waiting. Okay, we got the PowerPoint. Come on with it. <clears throat> He's back there doing this. Come on. Let, let me do it. Let me do it for you. <laughs> but uh um okay so let me lay this foundation so um it's it's imperative that we we understand the significance of the holy spirit so i'm back to my introductory piece where i said we have no problem with the father we have no problem <clears throat> with the son we have an issue with the holy spirit and and here's why here's several reasons why number one i'm ignorant of the holy spirit i am unlearned about who he is uh, why he is and why he is for me. Why is he for us, the church, the body of Christ, etc., for the world? Okay. Uh, secondarily is culture. All right. How you were raised in your denomination, in your church and what you were taught. Okay. All right. That's the second, second reason. The third, and I think sometimes the most prominent is fear. It's called fear of the unknown. All right. And sometimes with the fear of, of the unknown, uh, you begin to uh, look at other um, uh, uh, how the Holy Spirit uh, works upon others. Ooh, you say, I don't want that. Mm -mm. No, no, no. I'm not going to lose my dignity. Let me tell you something. Uh, I consider myself dignified, but how many how many have ever saw Apostle lose it? Anybody ever see Apostle lose? There's one witness back there. Can I get two? Can I get three, please? Three. There's three right there. Amen. In a good sense. In a good sense. Amen. I'm an educated man. I'm bachelor's degree and all of that. Hallelujah. But when the spirit is in operation, yes. this is what I do. Yes, Lord. Yes. Not my will, your will be done. Yes. And we allow the Holy Spirit to move because he is always, God is always up to something. And I believe even this morning that uh, God is going to show himself strong on your behalf. Yes. 
Never come to church expecting what happened last Sunday. Because God says in Isaiah 43, I think 18, 19, I'm a God who does what? New things. In Asha, he's doing new things all the time. New things. Say new things with me, Lord. New things with me. Come on, ladies. Y'all know what I'm talking about. One hairstyle, one Sunday, the next hairstyle, another. I just gave it all up, man. I gave it all up, Jonathan. I just cut it all off. Amen. Well, I had to anyway. I didn't have much to cut. Or shave, rather. New dresses. You just like novel. You just like new. It's just, it feels fresh. It's just like, you ever been in a fresh car, a car with leather seats when you open the door? The leather says, I'm here. The leather says, I'm here. And you say to leather, I'm coming. Here I come. And the car makes you feel fresh. The dress, the suit, the whatever. Amen. True. You come into the house of the Lord. You come with expectation, which is part and parcel to faith. You come with expectation. You come with anticipation. What you're going to do, what you're going to do, what you're going to do. Yes, Lord, I come ready to receive. Say, come Holy Spirit. Now, the baptism or the infilling of the Holy Spirit is an experience subsequent to Christian conversion. Now, Jesus fills all his believers who hunger for more of God. This is what it says in Matthew 3.11, that Jesus here is the baptizer. He's, he said, I'm going to do the baptizing. The infilling of the Holy Spirit is a gift to all believers. Therefore, this experience cannot be forced upon believers to receive. We have to come in believing. We have to forego uh, any uh, culture, any um, traditional denominational teaching, any fears, uh, all of that. Come ready, come open. John 14, verses 16 and 17. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. Uh, whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. In Acts 2 and 38, then Peter said to them, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Have you received the gift of the Holy Spirit? Everybody looking at me, look at me. Have you received a gift? Who have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit because today you can receive. Let me see your hands. Let me see your hands. Oh, what you're, okay. You have not received the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you come believing ready, today is your day to receive. Today is your day to receive. Amen. Look at me. Because God is saying all are yours. All are, all are yours. There's more in store. For you, say there's more in store for me. I'm here on a mission to make sure those of you who are filled with the Holy Spirit stay filled and be refilled. And those who are not, that you, if you desire, now you have to desire it. Like I just read, you can't force this on, on any believer. You have to be willing and, and ready to do so. So we'll provide that opportunity and uh, it's, it's okay. Amen. If you feel that this is not the time or the your turn, but uh, the truth will still march on. We understand that the Holy Spirit is operative in every believer. Okay. And this is the contention that some have I already have the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to fight you on that because that's truth. In John, can we get John um, three, chapter three, verses five to eight, John three, five to eight. And let's see these scriptures, and then we're going to move forward, okay? Amen. Uh, Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, water and the Spirit, born of water and the Spirit, amen. Now, some take this literally. I believe that there, this is a spiritual connotation here. Water meaning the word, a washing of water by the word, Ephesians chapter 5, all right? 
um, water and then the spirit, you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Okay, uh, let's let's read. Uh, start me off with um, verse. Uh, yeah, we're, we're there all the way to verse eight. Sorry. Six. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of spirit is spirit. Seven. Verse seven. So don't don't be surprised. Nicodemus, he's speaking. Jesus is a Nicodemus that I said to you, you must be born from above. You must be born again. Verse eight says, because the wind listed uh, King James version says uh, New King James blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell. It's goings and comings. See. And so what we find here is that everyone who's born again has received, according to scripture, the Holy Spirit. He has come to, as a change agent, to change you from the inside out. That's what that means. What was the function of the Holy Spirit? To come and transform you from darkness into light. Okay? That experience of the Holy Spirit was not to empower you. Now, Jesus says in Matthew 3, I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Now, did not Jesus say that in Matthew 3.11? He did. He wasn't talking about the John 3 conversion that the Holy Spirit brings. So the second subsequent act is that of empowerment. We'll talk more about that. So uh, still every believer must answer the question of Acts 19 and 2. Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? Have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? We also understand that there is an outpouring that occurs because of the infilling. It is what is called speaking in tongues. Say that, speaking in tongues. Paul later said, now this is what we find out. What's interesting, um, boy, let me hurry. Uh, Jude uh, 2. Uh, I think it begins at Joel 2, rather, chapter 2. It talks about the end times and, and how the Spirit is going to come on, on maidens, going to come on uh, the young and the senior or the old, right? Visions and dreams and et cetera. Um, uh, the, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the end times, that's what's going to happen. What's interesting, Joel never mentioned tongues. It's, it's just, hmm, interesting. And then we get to where Jesus says, now the promise uh, coming is uh, going to be uh, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, yeah. speaking in other tongues. We see that in Acts chapter 2, verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. <clears throat> um, interesting that Peter then uh, gets on the platform of the upper room and began to say, this is that which Joel spoke of, but the prophet Joel never mentioned. You read it. Is that Joel 2, 20-something or something like that? Uh, he never mentioned tongues because the, the world of the spirit is spiritual. So whether you speak in tongues, whether you prophesy, <clears throat> uh, whether you're having a vision, whether you're having a dream, look at me right now. It's the world of the supernatural. Say that. The world of the supernatural. Say that. The world of the supernatural. And so here's the point I'm saying is that when uh, the Lord has delivered you out of darkness into his marvelous light, you're not the same anymore. The truth is your whole DNA system and structure, chromosomal system began to change. You're not, the, and the people still look at you and say, I don't see nothing change. You're the same Robert to me. You're, still, you're the same with depth, breath. You're the same Robert. You talk the same. You Oh, but inside I have changed. The scripture says old things pass away, behold, all things become new. The scripture talks about this newness of life that now I exhibit. Amen. So I'm not the, I'm not the old me anymore. I'm a new me. Now outside, my body did not change. But my inner workings, my wiring system, my, my spiritual DNA, my spirit has changed. The core of who I am has changed and the Holy Spirit did that now I have entered into a world of amazement I've never been here before what is it called it is the world of the supernatural so 
The Holy Spirit is the driver of the supernatural world. So you just ride and let him drive. You just ride. You don't tell the Holy Spirit what to do. Well, I think we need to turn left, right. No, you shut up and let God, as I came here today, I said, Lord, I don't know what I'm going to do. You do it. When I open my mouth, you just speak. When I'm done with one thought, Holy Spirit, give me the next. Amen, people. And it takes faith for you to do that. It takes faith. So we're in the world. Look at me for a moment. We're in the world of the supernatural right now. Say it. I'm living in the supernatural world. Yeah. Now, I know. I know. Every day you're touching people. People touching you. You touching babies uh, uh, and combing babies hair and all that stuff. I understand that. You're eating. You're you're whatever. Going to work. Right. Um, you, you, dialoguing with people. But don't you ever forget that the supreme premier overarching world that you were born in because Jesus says it that which is born of flesh is flesh that which is born of spirit is spirit Nicodemus I'm not talking about flesh as he responded said this is kind of weird now Jesus I'm putting words in Nicodemus mouth but that's what he was saying this is kind of weird you're saying uh, weird you're saying I need to go back into my mother's womb I don't think so Nicodemus that which is born of flesh, natural, is of that world. Listen, listen. But that which is of the spirit is of the spiritual, supernatural world. So even though you're operating in the natural, you better not forget that you are a supernatural being. And you need he, the Holy Spirit, to keep you super. You're the Superman. You're Superwoman. Not what Marvel Comics uh, depicts. We're the ones. Because when supernatural beings come to us that's of the evil design, we have the solution and the answer to that. I'm not suggesting that you go and fly somewhere, but... Or try to run through a wall, but you get my point. Let's talk about the Holy Spirit and the believer. The Holy Spirit brings a conversion and regeneration to all who accepts his conviction. What is the conversion called? As I said, one again, according to John 3 and 3. And... Um, our spiritual nature is changed by regenerating and renewing uh, to make new again of the Holy Spirit. All right. This is the first design and the connection between God and man, specifically the Holy Spirit and man. Titus 3, 5, and we can get that. Our spiritual nature is changed by the regenerating, renewing uh, ability of the Holy Spirit. It says this, not by works uh, of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us through the washing of regenerating and renewing of what? The Holy Spirit. So you see, he's the change agent. Say the Holy Spirit is the change agent. We're not talking about the, the empowering value yet. We're talking about the Holy Spirit. So some of our believers believe I already have the Holy Spirit. So you're talking about being baptized, already have them. I, I, I'm already baptized. No, you have to study now. You got to study the truth because the truth, not your truth, the truth sets us free. The work of the Holy Spirit is a good work that leads people to repentance according to Romans 2 and 4. Now, once having a, this born again experience, we are to be directed and led by the Holy Spirit into the fullness of of Jesus Christ. Now, what is uh, the subsequent act? As I alluded to before, 
uh, after conversion, it is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not going to um, argue with you about terminologies, all right? Not, uh, infilling, baptize, what is it? It's, it's the same thing, all right? Just get, just get it. Get the experience. Get, get him, he, the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. Now, explain to me, you know, some people say, explain to me. Now, is he coming upon me? Is he coming out of me? Uh, yes. Get, get he the Holy Spirit, okay? Don't try to fit. It, 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 I mean, we're coming into uh, a work of the Holy Spirit, and we want to figure everything out. Now, I'm the, I'm the worst figurer ever. Because God says something to him. There's nothing wrong with him, you seeking him. Because even with prophecy, prophecy is a crumb. You grab the crumb, okay, God, what's next? And he does that literally so you can keep following him. Amen. But you see, in this case, no, you don't want to do that. All right, how you going to come? How you going to come? You come to the left or right? I just want to be ready. Or right, how you come, Jesus? Just close your eyes and be still and know your God. Just let God do it. Somebody say, let go. Somebody say, let go. And let God. Don't try to figure God out. Because when you figure God out, this is what you're doing. God, no, he ain't in your box. Yeah, help us. That's right. So what is the subsequent act is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Matthew 3.11 is uh, Jesus being baptized. I want them to see this. Would you put this on the screen, please? And then John 20.22, 20, uh, Jesus breathes on his disciples and said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. We also have another account of scripture, with his, which is Luke 24 and 49. And then we're also going to look at Acts 1 and 8. Let's go to Matthew 3.11. I indeed baptize you, Jesus says, with water unto repentance. But he that cometh uh, after me. Oh, this is John, the, the, uh, the baptized. I'm sorry. But he who comes after me, who is he referring to? Jesus. Jesus. He's referring to Jesus. He who comes after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will. Who is he talking about? Jesus. Thank you. He will what? What does baptism mean? Baptizo, what does it mean? To what? Immerse. Immerse. Not no trickle. Just, just you know. Some of the old, just keep it on the screen. Some of the old schoolers, you know, especially, uh, God bless my mother. She's going to be with the Lord now. But uh, I would talk to her about certain things. She said, no, I don't trouble God with that. He, he's busy doing more major things. He doesn't have to. Mama. God is big enough for everybody now. Come on. I know you're baptizing everyone, Jesus. Just give me a little touch. That's all I'm asking for right now. No, we're dunking you. We're dunking you. Jesus said, I'm going to put you, immerse you completely in the maturation of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with some fire. Hallelujah, saints. And that's what Jesus said. Now, is Jesus a liar? Okay. So he is, he is truth then. And uh, therefore, what Jesus says, you think is going to come to pass? Yeah, that's why I know it's going to come to pass. Matthew 3.11, that's what Jesus says. Acts 1 and 8, let's go there, please. In Acts 1 and 8. But you shall receive power, Jesus says, uh, when the Holy Spirit. Let's all read it out loud together. Ready? Read. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me. All right. So there you have it right there. God has given us a mark of ownership or a seal which means uh, to place a mark for security. That is the promise of the Holy Spirit according to Ephesians 1 and 13. He is also called, the Holy Spirit, the earnest. 
Ernest in the Greek is uh, Arabon, A-R-R-A-B-O-N, to assure believers in this present life of their future eternal inheritance. It's like earnest money. It's like a pledge. Look at me for a moment. So what are you saying? The Holy, the baptism of the Holy Spirit um, is the earnest of that to come, right? Yeah. Okay. You're trying to purchase something and the, the financial institution or whoever says, you know, uh, prove to me that you really want this thing. All right. Well, I'm going to put this amount down. Is that not true? Yeah. Okay. And the amount down is for something when? In the future. Is that not true? Are y'all with me now? So the earnest that has come to us is called he the Holy Spirit. Somebody said, I wonder what heaven is like. That's what heaven is like. Because it's an earnest. He says, I'm going to give this to you to pacify you now. Because this is just a little taste yes, yes, yes. of what's to come. The yes. gifts of the spirit, the yes. fruit of the spirit yes. of what's to come. My yes. Lord, yes. Yes. my Lord. I'm excited about that. You excited about that? Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And so uh, we see this again, according to scripture in Ephesians 1, 13 and uh, 1 14. Um, the Ephesians account mentions some things and I'll go through these quickly. Ephesians 1 17 we find here concerning the Holy Spirit for the believer. The spirit of wisdom and revelation. Ephesians 2 and 18 <clears throat> helps the believer when he or she draws near to God. Ephesians 2 verse 21 and 22 builds the body of believers into a holy temple. Ephesians 3, 4, and 5 reveals the mystery of Christ. Ephesians 4, verse 13 and 14 motivates unity in the Christian faith. Ephesians 4, 30 grieves when there is sin in the life of the believer. Amen. Ephesians 5 and 18 desires to repeatedly fill and empower the believer. Yes. Okay. Now, the Holy Spirit works in the believer to mortify or kill the deeds of the flesh. And the Holy Spirit works in the company of believers for the common good and benefit of all, and that is through the nine gifts of the Spirit. Look at me for a moment. If you are filled with the Holy Spirit, let me see your hands again. You say, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit. All right, put your hand down. That means that you are a natural candidate for the gifts of the Spirit. Are you operating in the gifts of the Spirit? If not, why aren't you operating in the gifts of the Spirit? The gifts of the Spirit, firstly, first things first, is to be in operation where the body of Christ unites and come together. Yes. Not to say it can't be used in the marketplaces of life, but firstly, the design is for the house of the Lord. Yes. Jesus wants himself expressed through he, the Holy Spirit, and the gifts thereof. He gives us nine gifts, nine gifts of the Spirit. I'm releasing right now nine gifts of the Spirit in this house right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, say, I receive the gift of the Lord. Through the Holy Spirit. I desire the gift. I will seek God concerning the gifts. I will obey the Holy Spirit concerning the gifts. And I will flow in this house. In the gifts of the Spirit. Now, thank God by faith already for it. Come on, thank him. <laughs> I'm commanding you to flow, 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 flow in the gifts, flow in the gifts. And what I shared with you in a uh, prayerful declarative way is exactly how the gifts operate. If you don't desire it, you won't flow in the gifts. If you don't desire the Holy Ghost today, you're not going to receive the Holy Spirit. It's time that you be greedy for something in life that's supernatural and not natural. It's time that you begin to covet some supernatural stuff and not just natural. So oh, I want that. I want that too. I want that. Yeah, naturally, but supernatural. How did I receive the Holy Spirit? 
miracle. I saw the other saints, man, they were joyful and, sh and shouting and speaking in the language. Now, it scared me at first, but I felt a witness. This thing is right. Uh, I'm out of the company. I want to get in with them. You ever saw your friends swimming, man? Boom. They get in the water, man. They swimming in the water. You say, man, I want to do that. And you, you jump in the shallow, act like you're doing something. Is that not true? And some young babies that don't know any difference, they just run. Oh, my God, get her. Seeing other people swimming and she or he just goes right to the deep, getting ready to jump in the deep. Why be on the outside looking in? Holy Spirit is not for special people. We can all receive he, the Holy Spirit, in the form of power. Amen, saints. The gifts of the Spirit, the word of wisdom and word of knowledge, the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, discerning of spirits, prophecy, working of miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues. So, we have to be born of the Spirit, as I shared with you before in John 3, 5, and 7. We have to be filled with the Spirit, Acts 2 and 4. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And we must understand that there is a difference between being born of the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit. And the lack of understanding, as I forestated, this revelation, the lack of this revelation has split the church of God and has still split the church of God for centuries. Once being born of the spirit of God, we must hunger for more of God, hunger for more, 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 more. Somebody say more, more, more. I want more. I want more. I want more. I want more of you. Look at me for a moment because we are a vacuum with two legs. Something going to fill you up. Your stomach is a container for whatever it feels you fill it with. You can fill it with junk or you can fill it with good food. True? Okay, then. Hallelujah. We need to fill ourselves with, with more of God, more of his spirit, more of God, more of God. Say it, more of you, God, more of you. And so if it's more of God, then it, it squeezes out something, less of me. More of God, more of the supernatural, less of my natural. More of God, more of the supernatural, less of evil, less of darkness, less of fear. Now let's talk about speaking in tongues. Life teaches us that there is an outward expression of an inward infilling. We know when a person is filled with wine, drugs, hate, love, because there is an outward sign. And in some cases, they even smell it so. Hated when my kinfolk got saucy. They want to grab. Come look, look at James. Come here, James. Oh, oh, oh James. It's actually my nickname. I won't tell you what it was, but anyway. Okay, Auntie. Boy, after I got my breath back, I smell quite odorous. And it wasn't her perfume. Can I get a witness? This experience is true also regarding the infilling of the Holy Spirit. This experience produces an outward manifestation that is called speaking in tongues. Now, uh, speaking in tongues or uh, in the Greek, uh, glossolalia was considered as a God-given sign accompanying the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay, now look at me. Uh, let everything be established by two or three witnesses, correct? Amen. Somebody said, I received a baptism. I don't have to receive uh, tongues. I don't have to speak in tongues. Then you're coming directly against the Bible because more than uh, two or three times, we see witnesses of everyone that was in field received uh, the, the tongues, uh, this outward expression of the infilling. Now, in some cases, it does say, and they also prophesied. But it does indicate that uh, in every case that they um, began to speak in the tongues. Now, you say, what kind of tongues? Um, this is uh, two kinds of tongues. It says so in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And Paul kind of gives us 
a, a little more detail of these uh, of this spiritual language. And let me also add that language is typified citizenry. So if you are in America and this is the debate with, uh, you know, with uh, immigrants coming over, you know, you can't just keep talking your language. You're now in these United States and, um, you know, this is our language in the United States. We speak English. All right. Now, some people think that's wrong, but there's a reason for that. OK. And such is the case now when you have entered into the citizenry of, of citizenship of uh, heaven. You're a citizen of heaven. Therefore, heaven has a language. Glossolalia. Are y'all here now? Speaking in tongues. And Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, there's two kinds of tongues. Tongues of men and of what? And of, that's right, of heaven or angels. Angels. Now, some people, my daughter called the other day and said, well, what, what is the tongue of angels? I said, dear, it's not talking about angels. It's talking about heaven. It's just a term that's used. Uh, like they say, you know, we received angel food from, from heaven. Angels food. Talking about manna. Well, you know, it's not angel food. It wasn't no angel cooking in heaven and throwing down manna. Make sure you get some over here, too, now. It's a term just used, right, to talk about that this thing has come from God, has come from above, has come from heaven. And of men, so uh, whether it is uh, Hebrew, whether it is Greek, uh, Italian, whether it's Swahili, etc., some ancient dialect of the Holy Spirit to pick that up and begin to speak through you for a reason. Tongue of men, tongue of angels, a heavenly language no one earth knows about. But there is a need for interpreting both. And Paul talks about that and we won't have time to go through that. And so here are the witnesses that tongues is the um, it, it is the pattern. OK, it's the blueprint pattern that all of us enter into, okay? You can prophesy later and you can whatever, see visions or whatever later, but the manifestation of this infilling is coming out of your mouth. It says so in Acts 2 and 4, Acts 10, 45 to 47, Acts 19, and six uh, believers are a uh, spirit inspired to speak in a language they have not learned and that they will never know that's scripture tongues function as a sign of the holy spirit's presence in the experience of the baptism in or in filling of the holy spirit tongues function as a sign of the Holy Spirit's presence. Jesus prophesied it as a sign in Mark 16, 17, and these signs will accompany those who believe. They're going to drive out devils. They're going to speak with new tongues. Paul referred to it as a sign in 1 Corinthians 14, 22, the first portion. Tongues then are a sign not for the believers, but for the unbelievers. And here's a note here that tongues within the congregation become a negative sign to unbelievers in that they signify that the unbeliever is separated from God and cannot understand what is occurring. It was a sign to unbelieving Peter in Acts 10, 44 and 46. Now, let's look at the seven winning points about speaking in tongues. All right. Speaking in tongues fulfills prophecy, according to 1 Corinthians 14, 21. Speaking in tongues, we're in class this morning, all right? Speaking in tongues is for self-edification, Jude 20. We know that one, right? Ye beloved, building up on your uh, yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. And also 1 Corinthians 14 and 14, he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Also, number four, speaking in tongues is for the edification of the church of Jesus and that's 1 Corinthians 14 and 5. Number 5. 
Speaking tongues is for the communication with God in a private and public worship. Chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians again, verses 2 and 15. Also speaking in tongues is a means by which the Holy Spirit intercedes through us in prayer. Romans 8, 26 and 27. And lastly, speaking in tongues is a proof of the resurrection and glorification of Jesus, according to John 16 and 7. How do I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit? Um, you, as I indicated, as I conclude here, we do so by faith. We do so by faith. And also we pray and ask for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Man, how novel is that? Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it will be open to you. You just keep on asking until you receive. Amen. I don't want you to be discouraged if, if you make an attempt today and there is no manifestation today. Let faith continue to lead the way. In Luke eleven thirteen, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? How much more shall your heavenly father also desires to give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? So we're going to ask today. We're going to enter into his presence with praise and worship. And as we are aware of God's presence, we should then open our mouth to drink in as an as an act of faith, according to Psalm 104 and then Job 29, 23. And they waited for me as for the rain and they opened their mouth wide as for the latter rain. All right. This is a type of the Holy Spirit being mentioned here. And then we also see this in John 4 and 14. But whosoever drinketh salvation of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well water springing up into everlasting life. John 7, verses 37 to 39. If any man thirst, let him come unto, uh, let, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, what? Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of the spirit which, uh, that, that, uh, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given. Okay? And so it's important that we uh, understand the uh, power of the Holy Spirit for every believer. And uh, for those of us who have received, let us stand to our feet. Those of us who have received that um, we receive a infilling, a new infilling, a refilling, what I wanted to say, uh, so that we can stay fresh regarding the things of God. Amen, saints.